0: Hi guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It has been a whirlwind of the last month and this week is actually the week that my fiance and I are moving out of our current house and closing on the sale of the house that we purchased, which is all super, super exciting, except for the fact that we don't actually get to move into our new house yet. One thing that we put in our offer was that the current owner's can stay there for 30 days after closing. And they decided to take us up on that offer. So for the next 30 days, I'm going to be living with my sister and my nephew, who will be two in October. So it'll be a fun journey, but nevertheless, we will move into our new house at the very end of August. So it's been crazy over here with packing some things, getting ready to move and close and all that jazz. But today's topic is something that I think is really important to share because a lot of people specifically with multiple sclerosis will do bad habits and they don't even know they're doing them. And if you don't know you're doing them, it can be really hard to change them. And oftentimes these bad habits are preventing you from progressing with your strengthening. And your balance and all these exercises that you're hopefully doing, it's going to prevent you from seeing maximum results from them. So step number one is understanding what are these bad habits. And then step number two is having a game plan. Let me start off by saying that there are several bad habits. There's plenty. However, today I'm just going to review one. I will have future podcast episodes revealing some of the other ones. But today's bad habit that we're going to be focusing on is touching walls or furniture or human beings while walking. I'm going to explain to you why this is bad because it might not seem so bad at first thought, but it actually does bad things to your brain that, again, will prevent you from reaching your maximum benefit from exercise. So I'm going to explain that first, and then I'm going to give three tips at the end, that you should be doing instead of touching walls and how to do that. So for starters, you might not know that you are touching walls or furniture or human beings when you're walking, or you might be highly aware of it. You might be listening to this right now thinking, yep, that's absolutely something that I do. Or you might be listening to this thinking, nope, that's not me. I don't touch anything or anyone while I'm walking. And if you are the latter, I want to challenge you to ask the people around you, ask the people that you live with, ask coworkers or friends and family, if they ever see you touching the walls, touching countertops, furniture, when you're walking. I can't tell you how many times I've had clients come into the physical therapy clinic for their very first session with me, And I will invite them in, and I'll have them walk in front of me back to the room where I'm going to evaluate them in. And as they're walking back, I see that they have at least one finger touching the wall the entire time. And then they turn into the room and they sit down. We get going with our evaluation. And one of the questions that I will ask them is Hey, do you ever touch walls or furniture while you're walking? And they'll say, No, never. Or they'll at least say, No, I don't think so. Not that I can recall, yet I just witnessed them the entire hallway touching the wall. And so very often you don't even realize you're doing it. What happens is your brain feels that your body is unsteady and therefore you reach towards the wall. It's not even a conscious act. It's just something that your body does in order to help you maintain stability and feel safe and stable. So you reach out towards a wall or towards furniture or a human being, especially if you have a spouse or children that you can hold on to. It's very common to hold on to things to help you feel stable. So first step, if you are someone who thinks that you do not do this, there's a good chance that maybe you don't, but there's also a good chance that maybe you do and you're just not aware of it. So the first step is becoming aware as to if you are a wall walker, a furniture walker, or someone who holds on to a human being while you're walking. So if you're unsure, ask the people around you if they ever see you doing that. And then that brings us to step number two. Step number two is all about recognizing why this is a bad thing. So when you are reaching for anything, walls, furniture, human beings, if you are reaching for something as you're walking to help maintain your stability and your balance, You are basically telling your brain that you absolutely need to be touching something and reaching for something in order to walk well. And you're training your brain that you need to do this. Therefore, your brain is going to assume that if you are not reaching for something, and if you're not touching something, you will not be able to walk balanced. And therefore, you will not be able to walk with good quality. With that information, your brain is going to make a habit of reaching. It's going to constantly reach for things with every single step that you take. This is especially dangerous if you are early on in requiring extra assistance for support or stability when walking because you might not even realize that you're reaching. Yet every time you reach, you're training your brain that it needs to reach in order for you to walk successfully. And therefore, you are that much more likely to actually need a mobility aid because you're training your brain that you need assistance. In this case, the assistance is a wall. However, the assistance could mean anything. Your brain just knows that it needs something. So we just covered the first reason as to why this habit is not so great. It's training your brain to do something bad, and therefore it could lead to using a mobility aid sooner than you actually need. But the second reason that this is not a great habit is because you might know your house like the back of your hand. You know where the walls are, you know where the furniture is, where the countertops are. So reaching for something in your own home might feel like a safe bet because you know where it is and you know the things that move and the things that don't move. However, if you are at a friend's house or out in the community or your doctor's office or anywhere other than your home, you might guess wrong. You might assume that the wall is a certain distance away from you. But when you go to reach for it, you realize it was actually an inch further away. Or you might think that desk is close by. However, you didn't realize it was on wheels and it moves. And when you reach for these things, it could actually cause a fall. So while touching things and holding things around Your home, as well as other people's or out in the community, might make you feel safer, it actually can increase the likelihood that you have a fall. So, in order to not train your brain that you need to be reaching for something or holding something in order to walk well, and in order to not increase the likelihood of tripping or falling, the best thing to do is not reach for walls or furniture or human beings. However, you might be thinking, Well, yeah, but I need to. If I don't touch those things, I won't be able to walk. That's why I reach for them because it helps me walk throughout the day. And I hear you, but there are three things that you can do in order to improve your mobility and reduce the risk of falls. So these are those three things. Number one, walk close to the surface, but do not touch it. So if you are normally a wall walker, Walk close to the wall, but don't touch it. If you're normally a furniture walker and maybe you're touching the back of a couch or a countertop, you can walk close to it, but practice not touching it. And this is gonna be really challenging because you're used to touching it. It's a habit your brain wants you to touch it. It's going to feel safer, but practice not touching it as you're walking close to it. This way, if you are in a situation where you might trip or fall or you just feel unsteady, it's right there and it's really easy for you to actually grab on or touch the surface. And that can help you correct your balance. But you're also training your brain that it's not absolutely necessary to walk while touching it. Number two, if you feel like you absolutely do need to touch something, otherwise you would fall you actually should be using a mobility aid instead. So often, mobility aids are thought of as something to use to help your walking when you are outdoors. However, using a mobility aid in your home can be really beneficial. And it's perfect in this case because it will prevent you from reaching beyond your base of support. And if you're thinking, well, yeah, but it's cumbersome or it's too annoying to bring around with me, There are several really great options for mobility aids to use indoors, specifically if you are earlier on in the mobility aid process and you don't necessarily need a rollator. So if you need a lighter mobility aid so that you don't reach for things, some of the best options might be a single trekking pole or maybe even two trekking poles, but at least one or a single point cane. And again, you can use two canes, one on each side, but one is just fine. And there's so many options of canes as well. So one cane that I really like if you are using it in your home and just getting started and using it as a way to prevent you from reaching for walls is a collapsible cane. You can usually get these from Target, Walmart, CVS, Rite Aid, any convenience store, And they fold up and go right in your purse. So you can also bring them out with you if you ever feel unstable out in the community or at a doctor's office, a friend's home. But in your own home, they are really useful. Now, keep in mind that if you are new to using a mobility aid, but you're going to start using one because you really want to stop the bad habit of reaching for things, Keep in mind that you do not want to put a lot of body weight through the mobility aid. We've talked about this before on this podcast, but if you put a lot of body weight through the mobility aid, you are training your brain that you need to put a lot of body weight through the aid in order for you to walk. Very similar to how you're training your brain that you need to reach for something in order to walk well. We don't want to train your brain to do that. We just want you to use the mobility aid as lightly as possible to help with support. So the way to not train your brain to physically need a mobility aid is to use it as lightly as possible. Don't put a lot of weight through it just because you can and just because it's in front of you and you're holding on to it you're going to want to. It's human nature to want to put a lot of weight through it, but I'm going to tell you now not to do that. Thirdly, practice walking-based exercises that you can do at home or even outside if you want to that can help improve your balance and your walking so that you don't have to reach for the wall or for furniture or so that you don't have to hold on to a human being next to you. Part 1 is recognizing the habit and changing it. So the first two tips were walking close, but don't touch it. So that's trying to change the habit. Tip number two is actually using a mobility aid instead of reaching. But tip number three is actually doing something about your own physical abilities. So practicing walking-based exercises. There are at least 10 of these that are MS-specific, As always, if you want to know exactly what they are, how to do them, how to know if you're doing them correctly, all of that is in the missing link. But it's so important that you are doing appropriate exercises to work on strength and balance and walking and posture so that you are training your brain that you have the qualities it takes to walk well. You don't have to reach for something. So we're breaking that bad habit but also instilling the strength and the balance that you have within your own body. And realistically, that does need some help. That's why you are starting to reach for things in the first place, because your strength isn't as great as it used to be, or your balance isn't as great as it used to be, or maybe it's both of those things, or tightness or pain. There's lots of reasons that you might be reaching for things. So addressing which of those reasons are accurate for you, and doing exercises to improve them can be a game changer. I hope you found this episode insightful and that you'll make some changes if you are someone who is a wall walker or a furniture walker or someone who walks holding on to a human being. If you're new to the podcast and you haven't heard of my online MS wellness program called The Missing Link, check out the show notes and I will put a link there where you can learn all about it. It's a 13 minute behind the scenes video And I'll also put a Zoom link in the show notes where you can sign up for a group Zoom call with me and I can actually show you the program and answer any questions that you have about it. Thanks so much for listening and have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to today's show. I am so grateful to have you as a listener. If you'd like extra resources such as a video of one of my seated exercise classes, my favorite core exercises, and the opportunity to ask me your questions, head to missinglink.com forward slash insider. That link will be shared in the show notes along with links to my social media handles.